Get ready to spring into action. You're about to hear from changemakers, thought leaders, and key influencers who are ready to supercharge your leadership with your host, Nina Segura. This is Leadership Trends and Insights. Today, I'm super excited to be able to speak with Jeff Hyken. He is a customer experience expert. He's a customer service award-winning speaker. He's in the Hall of Fame at the NSA, the National Speakers Association. He's a New York Times bestselling author, as well as a Wall Street Journal bestselling author. And Shep, thank you so much for making time for us today. And I'm so grateful you're here. Oh, my pleasure. I'm excited to be here. Today, we're talking about what the world needs more now than ever as it relates to leadership. And we'd love to hear your perspective. Sure. Where do you want to begin? First, when I said what the world needs now is love, sweet love. Yes. Now, that was a Dionne Warwick song from back in the 1970s. But I'll tell you what the world needs now as far as leadership goes. And that's, I think the word of the year is going to be empathy and understanding. And uh, I think great leaders are going to have a really demonstrate that well to their employees as well as their customers. So when I have empathy as a leader for my employees and my customers, where do we go from there? What happens then? Sure. I mean, and I know when we were warming up and talking about what we're going to talk about, one of the questions you asked me is like, the, it was like the one trade or one thing. I can't remember exactly what the question was, but I said, yeah. what a great leader in the modern era and today, especially as we come out of this, I hopefully we're coming out of it, COVID-19 pandemic, I think is a connection to their employees. This is to me where it all starts. We've got to get everybody in alignment, head in the right direction. If you want a great customer experience, you have to have a great internal experience. And today's leadership, they're known for making great decisions. Okay, that's a given. That's why you're at the top. But the best leaders not only make great decisions in the boardroom, they're out there connecting with the people and the people love to work with their leadership. And that's why these great companies are in alignment. If you take a look at the best companies to do business with, and there's all kinds of surveys and stats. One of my favorite is comes out of uh, University of Michigan, and it is the American Customer Satisfaction Index. If you take a list of the best companies there, and then you take a look at the less, best companies to work for, uh, such as on Glassdoor.com, you'll find that there's an incredible crossover. And there's a reason for that. And really, it comes right down to the culture. Who defines the culture and who leads that culture? The leaders. So the best leaders align within themselves, and then they're able to align with their employees. And then that impacts their customers and overall their overall culture. And you're seeing that that will support you with having great employee retention, having great glass door you know, reviews and all these things, and also great customer satisfaction. Yeah, I mean, it all kind of, it's like a domino effect. You know, when it starts to fall, they all go in a good direction. And even though they fall, that's a good thing in dominoes. Share with you, in the, the late, great Tony Shea, who recently passed away in a terrible, tragic accident. This guy starts this company and he has this vision and he's got his core values and he makes them so obvious as to what they are. And he hires to those core values. And then to take it a step further, he says, if you don't have any of these core values, we're going to ask you to leave. And then as he trains you, he says, hey, if you don't like what you're hearing and you don't agree with my core values, we'll pay you to leave, not just ask you to leave, we'll pay you to leave. But the other thing he did, he was the most approachable guy. His office was in a cubicle in the middle of all the other employees' cubicles. 
And the only doors there were, if you go into their offices, now this was their old office. I haven't seen the most recent offices since they moved downtown in Las Vegas, but there were no executives with offices with the doors. And that was pretty cool. But there were a few rooms for like meetings where you could close a door. And then there was, I don't remember what his exact title was, but he's more or less the, uh, the therapist of the company. He's the one you talk to when you have problems. There was a door on his office. And that was it. But if you think about what Tony did, he really created this amazing culture and it permeated to the customer. He was obsessed with the customer and obsessed with his employees. But more importantly, I believe he was obsessed with his core values and he lived them. So the best leaders embody their values. And it sounds like they don't think like they're better than anyone else. He's in the middle of these cubicles. You know, he's people are coming to him. I, I think that's fantastic. Well, I'll say if based on what you just said, I want to add to it. I think the best leaders, it's not that they don't think that they're better than anyone else. They know they can't do it with anyone mm-hmm. else. That's really important. They can't do it without anyone else. Or without the right people surrounding yeah, them. That's what, yeah. what I mean. Well, that's what a really great leader will do is recognize I'm really good at certain things. And maybe it's, you know, I've got, I'll, let's go back and I don't want to get political, but they referred to this particular president as the great communicator, Ronald Reagan. This was an actor. He became a governor. He got into politics. He was charismatic and he knew his shortcomings and his goal was to surround himself with the smartest people possible to make him look like he was making great decisions, you know, and leading people. But he had the ability to do that. He recognized you can't do this alone. You know, many people that are leading the large companies that you're talking about, if they started as entrepreneurs, to be able to build a company that's huge is really special because most entrepreneurs start out with this mindset, like nobody does it better than I do. And unfortunately, even some leaders of some pretty large companies feel that way and have a very difficult time trusting and letting their people do the job that they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, I love that you're seeing that, that you also are aware, it sounds like the best leaders are also aware of other industries and what they're doing, even though I might think I have something super valuable, I need to be open-minded and look at what else is going on. I can't just yep. be in a vacuum. Yeah, you know, and as I talk to any company about even just customer service, but you can learn from almost any area, we are oftentimes are comparing ourselves to the competition and the best leaders recognize the competition is but one small area to compare yourself. They recognize that the bigger opportunities lie in the companies that other people, their customers uh, love to do business with outside of the competition. And why do they like to do business with them? Well, there is a reason. And are we doing what those companies are doing? Or could we be doing what those companies are doing? Again, not competitors. If all you're doing is looking at your competitors, you're trying to keep up and copy what others are doing. Yes, yeah, so Nina, what's your favorite company to do business with? Apple. Apple. I know. Okay. And so what is it about Apple that you love? The, I can ask, I they treat me like a person. I'm not a number. Like it, they Does really feel like there's some personalized service there. Anything yeah. else? High quality, high quality products. Okay, great quality product. And you know what? I'm going to make the assumption that that's table stakes. For most businesses, they've got to have a quality product that people, that works and does what it's supposed to do, right? All right. Anything else you like about them? Those are the ones that came to mind. I like the quality of the product. You like the way they make you feel a very personalized connection. So I'll tell you some other things they do pretty well. They have a great knowledge base. 
that you can go and you can search out the answers to your questions. They've got a community of evangelists that are basically people just like you who've decided to take it to a next level and say, you know what, when a customer of Apple has a question, I want to help out and give an answer. So they have these forums. So there's lots of reasons why people love doing business with Apple. Now, I am I don't sell any type of technology like that, but when I hear what Apple's doing, I think to myself, hmm, well, can I give that level of personalized service in my business? Well, boy, that idea of a forum is pretty cool. How can I do that and create that community in my business so that yeah. my customers have that Apple experience in a completely unrelated industry? Yeah. And there, I'm not looking at my competition. The reality is, though, they are my competition because they are creating this expectation in my customers' minds of what they would expect. And this is why even in the B2B world, today's B2B customers, clients, whatever you want to call them, are now feeling that they should be getting similar experiences that they get in the B2C world as consumers. They expect fast response. They expect you know, a convenience and an ease of doing business. And if we aren't, regardless of the industry and the type of business we are in, giving them that consumer experience, even if we're B2B, we're missing opportunity. I and, love that. You know, back to leadership, great leaders are going to recognize that and they're going to get everybody into that kind of alignment and moving forward with that mindset. So when you consider that some of the old paradigms that get in the way is kind of one where I'm just looking at my competitors and not looking at other industries and how they're servicing their customers and you know, if I'm just B2C, I'm not looking at B2B, I, you know, really thinking outside the box. Yeah, you've got to look at everything. It really, you do. And not, again, I'm going to emphasize, not just competition. So good, Shep. What about, see that happens in, in the ways that you talked about. So see that there's like tons of leaders like you who are embodying their message. They get the principles that you're talking about. They're embodying them. Let's see that that occurs. What's a bold prediction you have for leadership in the future? The bold prediction is that leadership in the future will not be the best leaders in the future, will not be sitting in the ivory tower in the top floor away from everybody. The best leaders are going to be connected to not only employees, going to be connected to customers. They're going to spend time sitting next to a support agent for a half a day to understand what their customers are thinking. And they're going to do this in a cadence of a, maybe every couple of months, they're going to sit and do that so they can learn. They're going to spend a day out in the field with a salesperson, not just to get to know the salesperson better, but to hear from firsthand what the customers are saying. They're going to be intimately involved in the people side of their business, not yeah. just the operations side of their business. I love it. I love it so much. And it really resonates a lot with me. And so I appreciate you taking time to let us know how important people are, you know, even to even I've heard from other leaders that data is the most important, you know, we're going to look at how we can eliminate most positions. And even then that makes us as business owners looking for the best employees, right? We're going to have to sharpen our game and the best employees are going to want to be with people like that. They're sitting on the front lines that are sitting beside you and not necessarily some obsolete place. Like you said, that we're, we're together in this and creating that partnership and that culture. That's so good. Shep, thanks for joining us today. I appreciate you so much. I love your message. Whatever I can do to support getting that out in the world, sign me up. Well, um, thanks. I appreciate it. We'll keep that in mind. I'll be calling yes. on you. Don't worry. 
All right. And if you want to join the conversation, click the link below and um, you will hear, you will also see how you can get in touch with Chef below as well. Thanks again for joining us, Chef. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, if you've enjoyed our Leadership Trends and Insights podcast, please rate and recommend us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And before you go, wouldn't it be cool if you knew your modern leadership persona? Visit modernleadershipassessment.com and discover blind spots you didn't even know were holding you back, jumpstart your leadership journey, and reimagine your leadership, your team, and your organization based on what the top leaders are saying they need and want more now than ever. Visit modernleadershipassessment.com today.